the Dream Knights had decided that they were about to venture into the dream to discover how they could potentially help help Siobhan from their present catatonic state lying dormant in Ruth's apartment and have gathered what seems to be the useful um, items necessary to re-enter their specific dream and were preparing, in fact, to do so while also negotiating what other downtime actions they wanted to take as individuals. Who leads the process of getting back into the dream, then? I feel like since Cat is holding the compact already, this is going to be a Cat problem. You notice very idly that the mirror is glowing pink. Like, very faintly, but it is very obvious that a pink light is emanating from somewhere, like, beyond the glass of the mirror. I already don't like this. Noted. You know at this moment that if you put the glass down alongside all of the other items that you have collected, it will function very workably as a passageway back to the dream. I mean, I do the thing. At any point? Operating on the the level of dream logic, if you walk toward slash through the mirror, you will enter Siobhan's nearest coordinates in the dreamscape. I mean, yes, we are going to jump into a compact mirror. None of this is good or fun. None of this obeys physics. Mm -hmm. But here we are. This is the choice we've made with our life. Mm -hmm. It, It just works. When you emerge on the other side within the dreamscape you find yourself on a lonely stretch of what seems to be like a highway in the middle of the desert at night you can vaguely tell that even though it is dark you are somehow remarkably well lit from a source of light that you cannot identify It's working essentially on television logic. Everyone here, I imagine, everyone is here, I imagine, except for Ruthless, who has no reason to be here. Who is not invested in whether Siobhan lives or dies. (laughs) And also, I, she stated outright that it would be counterproductive if she showed up because Mm -hmm. she was the one responsible for it and Siobhan would very likely remember. Mm Mm-hmm. So yeah, Vic, Kat, and Nina, you are in the middle of the road, in the middle of the night. Well, this looks not unlike the stretch of road next to the spa, so that feels like a good first step. Brendan, does that, that very nice gather info roll earlier give me some intuition on which way to walk? And or do, does knowledge of previous timelines tell me which way I should be going? The stretch of road that you see in the doomed path resembles a stretch of the highway further north of where you are standing. Then I guess we're going north. I wish we had a truck. Nina, would you like to give me a defy roll? Yes, I would. (laughs) Um, Alright, here we go. (laughs) Your position is risky, and your effect is limited. Okay. 
risky limited defy roll. Do you want a free assist? I don't know. I I mean, I feel like this isn't that important. (laughs) I mean, if we had a, like... (laughs) It's not like the dream can backfire on you. That hasn't happened yet, has it? Like a truck. Um... Oh no. Okay, I have no points in defy to be clear. So if you do give me an assist, then I will I will end up with one point mm-hmm. in defy. Yeah, so after last time I took what will probably become the ability that I take in every Forge in the Dark game because it's too good, which is the two <laughs> times permission you can assist a teammate without spending stress. Tell us how you prepared for this situation. In Girl by Moonlight, it's called two steps ahead. And here see a quick flashback of Vic being taught how to manifest things in the dream by Euphony, and then it's quickly mirrored with Vic talking about um, manifesting things in the dream, specifically to Nina in like the first mission where Nina ended up in the dream with us and was like really scared, if that's okay, Valerie. Sure. And so we, the audience now know that she's gotten some coaching in this before. So that's plus one D. Which is 1D. 1D. <laughs> All right, here we go. Oh, it's a 1. <laughs> well, so no. <laughs> Nina Nina says, I wish we had a truck. And then just looks pointedly behind her. And a tumbleweed <laughs> rolls across. No, a little Ooh. kitchen, like a little fisher aid wagon appears. <laughs> just, it's a kitchen sink. It literally is just a kitchen sink rolling like a tumbleweed. That's <laughs> no utility whatsoever. I, I say this, but Brandon will tell us what actually happened. Delightful. You attempt to wish aloud in the universe for this, for a vehicle to drive in the dream. And very briefly, everyone can see materializing right to the side of Nina. Something roughly the universe, this universe's equivalent of a Tesla super truck. And then after a couple of seconds, you just realize that it's the wireframe outline of what would have been a Tesla super truck. And if you sit in it, it will just kind of fall apart into a pile of uh, sticks. Oh, dang. <laughs> yeah. You were this close. Unfortunately, no. I was not close. <laughs> <laughs> Of course, um, another thing that you all technically know is that you can traverse the dream using dream logic, but it would require forcing your intentions onto the dream. That is, you can walk and imply to the dream that you have cleared a large distance, uh, but it would require a defy rule or similar. So I have an idea for doing that. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, if nobody else has the next beat. I was about had... to ask if anyone had any dots in flow, actually. I think that to manipulate the dream in this case regarding how far we're walking, flow might actually make a little more sense than defy. Yeah, flow also works. Does anybody else have flow? Okay. Are you the only person that has flow? I guess. Okay, cool. Uh, we have so few dots in anything. <laughs> we are squishy. So Vic had talked about Ariadne's thread. And so my pitch is that Vic pulls a thread out of the compact that Kat has or that Kat used to get us here, pulls a thread out, and then throws the thread 
like and it casts it out like a fishing uh, a fishing line and it when when it hits the horizon they yank and it's like when you have a string and you pull and stuff kind of goes squish 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 and all of the road between us and the horizon at the north squishes up and then we step over it I immediately imagined that scene from that, that Bugs Bunny cartoon where Bugs is looking at a gorilla across a tightrope and says, if you walk towards this rope, I'll cut it. And then the gorilla just pulls the rope and pulls an entire cliff toward him. Mm-hmm. So yes, please give me a flow roll. Your position is desperate and your effect is great. Okay. Uh, if someone has a link or an assist they can give, that would be lovely. I have one in flow. But no worries if not. You we'll... gave me one link. <laughs> I have, I have, my links can be spent on anyone, and so I currently have four links. Actually, I have two. Two of them are with Vic, anyway. So yeah, I can give you a link. Okay. I might have a poison promise, but I'm not sure if I have one. Uh, that was desperate. Great on flow. Mm-hmm. Um, mark your desperate XP. I should mark my desperate XP. Mm-hmm. So that's in stars. Lovely. Did that give you enough to come up with a poison promise, Brandon? Yes, it did. It's a very wonky one, so I doubt you'll accept it. But unattended dream space, that is, dream space that is not directly being exerted upon by someone presently sharing it with you, is still physically threatening. The primary threat that occurs in unattended dream space is that Nightmares just tend to be lurking it on a regular basis Mm -hmm. and are always seeking an opportunity to reconnect to the person to whom that nightmare belongs or the closest person anyways. So there is a chance that you have alerted an unattended nightmare in the dreamscape. So I will give you a six o'clock nightmares around. Uh, but I won't tick it until anyone else makes any other action in the dreamscape. How do we feel about that, team? I mean, it's six segments. That's a lot of time. We might no, not be not. here that long. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, yeah. But I'm fine <laughs> with taking it. I think if we can succeed at this, it will get us to a meaty part of, of story. And I'm curious what the nightmares look like, so I want to take it. So I'm going to roll 3d6. Okay. Oh, man. That's two. Two. And two. Okay. Gotta give you points for consistency. That's... You rolled all twos as another character when you had five dice. So I think twos are just your unlucky number. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, if we add them all together, it's a six. And what does that teamwork? But that's not how that works. I'm so sorry. You get the vague impression that... The compact is, in fact, still leading you in the right direction, but it confirms that you're still walking the way you're supposed to go, but it gives you no other benefit as a result. You'll have to walk the whole way. Alas, this is what I get for having visually distinct ideas. <laughs> so Nina passes the house like, it's okay, it happens. It's, it, it looks so cool in my head. Both came up with some very cool ideas. What, um, what's the consequence? <laughs> I was going to spare you a consequence because you're also in a volatile dreamscape, but I should say, you notice, and Vic, because you're the person that performed the action, you're the person who notices it first. 
you notice that the night in this dream has gotten a bit darker, even though nothing has changed. Like, there's still, like, a harvest moon in the sky. The stars aren't necessarily bright. You still seem remarkably well-lit for being in the dark of night on a on an unlit street. But your, capaci- your capacity for visibility has dropped. And you suspect that it is the same for your partners as well. Well, that's only a lot ominous. <laughs> While you're on your way, do you want to do a thing? All right. Who has the full bar to press R1 and L1? We were joking over break about uh, the the huddle mechanic in the Guardians of the Galaxy video game, which is what that is referring to. Just to qualify, because I imagine that's where we're going now. Sharing an intimate moment in Girl by Moonlight is supposed to be a one-on-one action. But mathematically, if everyone wants to share an intimate, everyone in a scene wants to share an intimate moment at once, they can just share that intimate moment with one other person in the scene such that everybody still gets something. So we're trying to figure out how that- We're daisy-chaining our intimate moment. Yeah, so we're just trying to figure out how that looks, what that looks like in an individual scene, because I imagine that other players would want to do that as well. I imagine that that's what you want to do at this moment. Yeah, I feel like if we're walking down a desert highway. Right, we're getting a montage of, yeah. of like little vignettes, right? Mm-hmm. Somebody starts singing Hotel California. No? Oh, God. <laughs> so are we going to do this one by one or is this one collective scene? Because you can all just talk to each other together. You're already here and presumably you're all friends. I feel like if we wanted to to daisy chain it, so to speak, then it could be that somebody opens a conversation with like, hey, remember the time we, and it is a specific like memory with the two as opposed to the three. And then someone else can then chime in with their thing with a different person and we can do it that way. Okay, cool. So I'll start with you, Nina. Who do you want to share this moment with? Are we, are we going to do this, Yuri? <laughs> Absolutely. Okay, so so Nina Nina will turn to Kat and be like, Oh my gosh, remember the time that we took that long walk of shame to Pesto Palazzo? When we still worked there? Yes. Yes. We leper break and we thought we had time to go get real food. <laughs> we did not have time. And then my shoe broke. It was the worst walk ever. It started raining. But the real food was kind of worth it. I mean, like, the house Alfredo tastes like glue. How do you mess up Alfredo? It's like they put way too much flour in it. Mm Mm-hmm. What a mess that was. You know they were using, like... The mass-produced Parmesan, right? Like, factory Parmesan, not real Parmesan. Like, that shit that comes in the cans that's half sawdust? Oh, no! I mean, I mostly just washed the dishes, so I didn't get to see a lot of cooking. I knew it tasted gross, but... I mean, I sometimes ate it anyway, because... You know how it is. God, that was a bad job. It sucked so much! How does that keep happening to us? Late stage capitalism, right? Oh. Well, 
At least I don't have to wash dishes anymore. Oh my god. Remember that time I forgot to put the box of breadstick dough into the walk-in and it got left on the kitchen floor overnight and it just rose it in the it box. It was the worst. It was like some sort of horrifying bread tentacle monster. And then like... I didn't even get in trouble for it because I was front of house and everyone's like, oh, front of house, hot and dumb. That's what they're here for. Yeah, that was kind <laughs> of messed up, actually. But also, at least you didn't get fired for that. And also, at least they cooked most of it. Everything that wasn't directly touching the floor. Yeah, I remember I had to, like, pick it up. It was so soggy and weird. <laughs> oh. Yeah, that was bad. I guess it wasn't as bad as the time I had to defrost the sausage in the sink, though. Drop yeah. the whole box in the sink. I mean, I do hate our current jobs, but at least we never have to try and scrub bread dough out from under our nails anymore. Yeah, it got so stuck. All right. Vic, so did you ever, Vic, did you ever work food service? For my crimes, yes. It was mostly, well, there was a delivery stint, and then I was a server at a place that was run by some family friends and they moved and oh, it got no. way it got way ritzier and the people were nice but the customers were all terrible and my hair was like this long and every single <gasps> one of them every single guy over 30 with the slicked back hair gave me shit about it like oh you going to go into a concert there buddy smoke some doob <laughs> What's a doob? It's cannabis. You know, Nina, the thing you can't have because your job uh, drug tests you on the monthly, even though you always pass. Oh, it smells so yuck, too. All right. I mean. You have, you have to get the good stuff. Okay. Cool. I hate all of your work experiences so much. Uh, so we should, do we want to do the first roll? And then yes. like segment it out? Because I will say that I think that you have all collectively, as a result, done the thing. Um, so, Cat, you will you will answer specifically for uh, Nina. Uh, will you share this moment or uh... share? Okay. So that means that you will be rolling with plus one D. Vic, do you share this moment with Cat? Yep, just did. And Nina, will you share this moment with Vic? Yeah. Okay, so you're all rolling with plus 1d. Yeah, I actually get plus 2 because of Unlikely Heroes only mortal ability. So I always get an automatic plus 1d rolling a social link. I so see. that should be 2d6 for Kat and Vic, 3d6 for Nina? Yep. I don't think we all have to make the same action roll here, right? Because we're uh, no, mechanically... Um, I'm actually going to ask each of you to roll... And each of your partners dish the share social links one at a time. So Nina, what action, what action are you rolling? I feel like it's either empathize or express. Do we have a thought on which one makes the most sense? Express works here. Okay, so that's already 2D for me. So now I'm rolling 5D6 apparently, which is wild. Wait, how are you rolling? Wait, how did we get a 5? No, 
because uh, I, I have two dots in in Express. Is that wait? Are you wrong? counting transcended dots too? No, I just, just, I just figured have to. out that I made my mis- made a mistake on that earlier. All right, so you have the two dots in. Okay, so no, it's actually it's four. Then I, right, I'm yeah, rolling four because it's two one you know one for each dot, one for my ability, and then one for the sharing. Okay, so mm-hmm. four. Got it. All right. Right. Yes. Here we go. Okay. Is a two, a five, a one, and a four. So that I'm going to say that's three links then because it's a four or five. Yes, that would be okay. three. Okay. And how do you want to distribute it, cat? Ooh. How many are you already carrying? Cat and I already have two. So mm-hmm. I would say cat should take at least two, if not all of them. I'll take two. Yeah. Alternately, if you load Nina up with links because she can spend Which, them on mm-hmm. anyone, sometimes that's useful. For oh, right. In that case, I'm only taking one. Mechanically, it makes much more sense for you to be carrying the bulk of these. That's only if I can do something, though. So that's the that's the only like counter argument to that. So, well, the... I mean, counter argument: we are all deeply, deeply squishy <laughs> and can't do much anyway. <laughs> you might yeah. as well. All I right. Think- Nina provides emotional support. Feels like a pretty broad capacity. All right. Mm-hmm. Okay, so then I'm taking two and you're taking one? Yes. Sounds good. Okay. Kat, what action are you rolling? Let's call that one an express since it's what I have dots in. So how many will you be rolling? Let's see. I think that takes me up to a 3d6 total. Cool. That is a five, a three, and a three. So that is also three links. Mm-hmm. Vic, how are you dividing this uh, social links? Um, so right now I have zero links with Cat. So I think I'll take one and give Cat two. Mm-hmm. Cool, cool, cool. Thank you. Very useful. And last but not least, Vic, what action will you be rolling? Since I think Vic kind of joined the conversation in in kind and did not end up going as far into the confess uh, space, I'm also going to roll with express. So I have two in express, therefore I'm going to roll 3d6. And I got a six, which should be four links, right? Mm -hmm. And so that's going to be, I already have one link with Nina, so I'm going to give three of those to Nina and take one. So just to be sure, how many? Uh, Sorry, I don't get to make that decision. I mean, you well, don't, and but... I'm gonna take three and give you. One. I'm gonna Sorry. do the thing you said, but okay. Just wanted to. to uh, I, I was I was that. going to veto, and then Nina accepted your terms, so I didn't say anything. So just to be sure, that puts everyone's total social links at how much? How much does Nina now have? I think that she. So that is four for Cat and Vic, none for Ruth. Cat, how many? How are your social links at this moment? Three for Nina, two for Vic, none for Ruth or Ruthless. And Vic. Vic has one with Cat and two with Nina, none with Ruth. Also, uh, the moment everybody walked into the dream, because sharing an intermittent moment counts as an action, and it was neither ruin nor indulgence, it filled the transcendence track. So the instant everybody disappeared into the dream, 
Ruth fell onto his knees in his kitchen and threw up. Mm-hmm. The minute you all walked through the portal to enter the dream, a, the sound, the a loud sound of shattering glass could be heard, whereby Ruthless shed their form, and Ruth just kind of fell out of a pile of glass and started vomiting iridescent puke. Um, so that's cool. Yay! You're gonna you're gonna find that mess when you return. I'm cleaning up my puke right now, miserably. <laughs> uh, while that's happening, however, you have all suddenly come across in this highway what looks to be a very gnarly car crash. A pink convertible is wrapped around a telephone pole. It looks like someone who was seriously injured in this vehicle has crawled out of it some several paces west because you can see a small trail of blood from the car to that path. You can also see what seems to be the vague image of someone, like the, the, the silhouette of someone crawling through the dirt um, past the car crash, just like 40 feet away, maybe? Really not that far. Cat touches the pink convertible as though she is performing psychometry and goes, Barbie was here. Who's Barbie? Vic has hopped the, uh, like, if there's like a side of road thing here, Vic has hopped it. If not, then they'll say uh, to the to the group, all right, we need to stay close. And then turns and shouts, like, toward the, the crawling person, stop moving, we're coming. And then makes their way for the the survivor. Mm, see, that wasn't even a little bit comforting. And Cat follows. I lose Barbie. As you huh? all start running towards the survivor, you hear that survivor screaming bloody murder. No, don't come near me. Leave me alone. We're not here to hurt you. You see this w- vague totally shadowy silhouette scrambling in the dirt like scraping on all of their limbs while still like hunched down on the ground to get away from you all are you barbie um so yeah do you all still keep coming towards this person unfortunately yes um who's in front who's in who 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 has the lead amongst the three of you probably vic yeah, I was thinking same. Um, Vic's got the stupid long legs. Does Nina have her cell phone in the dream? You can imagine any source of uh, any means of um, contact. Uh, uh, is it for illumination? Fl- fl- cell phone flashlight. Oh no! Yeah, if you you can just you don't uh, you don't even need to roll for that. If you want to see a thing, um. You, you, the thing that you you could just produce the means of sight. Yeah, she's she is confused to... by the darkness and would reach for her cell phone flashlight because that's of mm. course the way that you would do the thing. I will, however, say because it's gotten uh, darker since. If you want that flashlight to be the capacity of a flashlight and not the capacity of a lit match, you will need to ro- you will ne- you will need to roll an action for that. She just does the thing. Whatever happens, happens. It's fine. Okay, cool. You see. The vaguely lit figure 
of someone in tattered jeans wearing one heel on their right foot in a blue halter top and a blue denim jacket, blood all over this person's face, right arm, and like just a little on their uh, right leg. They are glaring at all of you as if they are absolutely positively worried that something terrible is going to happen to them if you get any closer. And they are notably not Siobhan slash Janet? Please give me a rule for that. Ooh, ooh, ooh. 1d6 fortune? Yes. That is a two, my friend. It is too dark for you to tell, but it sounds like it could be Siobhan. You've never heard Siobhan scream before, but it sounds like what Siobhan might sound like if Siobhan were screaming. So I'm going to I'm going to use defy to actually I think I want to I can use do this with express because that will also be better emotionally. Vic pulls out a flare, activates it over their head and sets it down on the ground between the two of them or goes around to where this figure can see can see them without having to like twist around and put the flare down and then get down on their knees, offer a hand out and said, we are not here to hurt you. Let's see if we can help you look hurt, but you're not alone now. And whatever is coming for you is going to have to come through me. If you want to make the flare, you'll need to roll. A yep. reminder that this will put a tick on the clock to uh, trigger the nightmares. Uh, yeah, that's fine. Okay, the nightmare clock is one of six. Okay, uh, can is can this role apply to the flare and the kind of emotional connection here? Because the latter is more important to me. Yes, yes. Okay. So if you wanted to do like an empathize or something like that, that would also work. Do you have any that's an empathize? Uh, let's see what I have here. Empathize or express. Yeah, I'm going to do express here. Mm-hmm. Um, Because I think, for me, this is more about Vic expressing, like, it's more about what Vic is doing than about, like, connecting with this other person. It's like, I'm going to signal to you that I'm not a threat to you. Mm -hmm. Um, So express. Um, What is my position and effect to do this? Your position is desperate. Your effect is limited. I have a poison promise for you. What would that be? The existence of the flare will tick the nightmare clock one more time. If you don't take it, that doesn't happen. If you do take it, that does. I mean, let's live dangerously. <laughs> okay. You have plus 1D. The nightmare clock is now 2 of 6. Okay. Just checking my abilities to see if I get anything here. I don't think I can do anything. So, Desperate Limited. That will let me roll 3D6. Four, two, four. Okay. (laughs) You see this figure, like, continues to scramble for a bit. Like, is panting and crying and sobbing and still, like, frantically dragging their way away from you. And then they stop and, like, take very slow, shallow breaths as they try to look at you all. In the light of the flare, all of you can identify that this is Siobhan, but quite younger than the last time that you met her. Um, This is like maybe 18 or 19 year old Siobhan. 
And he looks at you, Vic, and says, he sent you, didn't he? We brought ourselves. Nobody sent us. Nobody comes here if they didn't send them. Why are you here? I don't want to do this anymore. I already lost. This isn't any of my business anymore, okay? I just... I've been here so long. I've... It, it, it won't stop. It's just... It's too much, okay? I don't want anything to do with this anymore. You're still here, which means you haven't lost forever. And while there's life, there's hope. Not not here, not this, not... I just I just want it to be over, please. I, I can't deal with this anymore. Uh, Vic will look over to Kat, probably perceptibly in a you're-the-other-person-that-knows-her kind of manner. Kat is deliberately sort of crouching down, making herself smaller and non-threatening, and speaking to Siobhan in a really low, soothing voice, like, it's going to be okay. Can you stop moving around so that we can check on your wounds and make sure that you're going to be okay? Please don't touch me. Please. I just... This is all too much. I lost already. You... You won. I get to experience this forever. I don't need to see this anymore. Please? Okay. I guess. Yeah. Do do you want to take that your ear? Kat is so mad at Ruthless right now. Kat is just like screaming mad. Oh my gosh. Ruthless is the worst. But she says to Siobhan, whatever is going wrong for you, we're here to try to make it stop. Siobhan turns to look at you and you get this very clear commingling in her gaze of both a kind of confusion of essentially the confirmation that this Siobhan has no idea who you are, has never met you before, and an undeniable abject fear that is kind of merging with anger that you don't understand why she would be this afraid. And she looks at you and says, you don't get it. It never stops. And before she can finish speaking, I would like to know, first and foremost, does anyone have an action that would allow them to move, to be the first person to take an action if um, if that was necessary to respond to a particular event? I don't think so. I get extra effect on gathering info to anticipate possible threats, but I don't have an initiative move. Ah, okay, cool. Just wanted to clarify, because I remember there's one in Base Blades, and I couldn't remember if there was one in Girl by Moonlight. Cool. There is one, kind of, but it's only available when transcended for the Time Traveler. Aha, uh-huh, As right. far as clocks go. Which and is, as far as actions go, yeah. Which is ironic, because since Kat was the person who is presently being engaged with Siobhan, I'm going to give Kat this action first anyway. I'd like, I, mm-hmm. I, would like you to, I would like you to roll... To determine information about a thing before the thing happens. Oh. Uh-huh. In the dream, that can be any number of actions, including express or empathize. Defy also obviously works because you are in the dream. Analyze or perceive are also very valuable. I think I'm going to make that an analyze for me. Your position is desperate. 
and your effect is standard. Okay. I have one dot in that, so I'm going to roll 1d6 and hope for the best. Do you want an assist? Yes. Yes, I would love an assist. I think while kind of staying low to not be non-threatening, Vic is like doing lookout. And so like fictionally, if something is coming from one angle, Vic could point it out to Kat. If that feels like it's okay for an assist. Mm -hmm. Whereas Nina would be very focused on Siobhan. And so also if that feels like a thing that could be an assist, I can offer a link. I am fine with both of those assists. I will simply qualify two things. One, the original action doesn't add to the nightmare clock, but Vic's assist does. So it is now three mm -hmm. of six. And two, the narrative nature of your assist means that you also have the capacity to gain this information as well. But because you're assisting, I'm just going to end up giving you the thing. It's essentially your at your attempt to also gain information instead of just making you roll for that again, Vic, if that makes sense. Sure. Cool. That's plus 2D for Cat. Uh, please give me mm -hmm. your analyze roll. That is a total of 3D6 for the analyze. That is a 2, a 5, a 3. Aha! Cool. Fun. All of you notice several things happen all at once. Nina, you are looking down at Siobhan when Siobhan looks up at Cat and says, You don't get it. It never stops. And then Siobhan disappears. Cat and Vic, you are glancing back at the road when you notice the convertible has also disappeared. The blood has disappeared. There is no evidence that an accident has previously taken place here. And then you hear what sounds like a very powerful vehicle accelerating very loudly somewhere due south of you. Okay. You turn, and lower down the highway, you see headlights barreling north very intensely. And you can hear someone from vaguely that same direction screaming, Please, no, let me out. I don't want to do this anymore. Wham. It collides with the uh, telephone pole again. You hear the sound of so many bones crunching. You do not think that there are enough of those bones in one person's body. And you watch from where you are standing in the dirt as Siobhan is now slowly emerging from the same crash that you just saw. That is so not good. That is so not good. Cat. Brandon? Yes? I have a fun little ability. Oh, yes, you do. It's called Saw It Coming. Mm-hmm. You can expend your special armor to resist any consequence relating to surprise or misfortune, to be in two places at once, or perform some similar feat of time manipulation. This is a thing that you can do. I would like to expend my hey special armor to be about two minutes to go in the driver's seat of that convertible. We're going to Tokyo Drift it, baby. I love this so much. You are about to do 
some wild ass stuff. This is going to be fun. Cool, cool, cool. From where you are standing, you see Siobhan still slowly lumbering out of the vehicle. And when you make the conscious effort in this moment, I am going to undo this. You slowly watch as time slowly starts reversing. You watch her slowly lumber back into the vehicle. You watch the front of this convertible just kind of spring back in time as the vehicle just starts tumbling back down the highway. And then you close your eyes. And when you open them again, you are in this convertible. The theme music for Speculate is Yellow Wood by Greg's band, The Road. Find out more at www.thebandtheroad.com. Hi everyone. If you've enjoyed what we've been doing here on Speculate and you've been thinking to yourself, where can I get more role-playing in my life? Can I recommend arvaneleron.com, A-R-V-A-N-E-L-E-R-O-N.com, where you can check out the Curse of Strahd podcast. This, set in the world of Ravenloft, is a Dungeons & Dragons 5th edition campaign, which has been running for a long time with a similar group of players, and which has been both a lot of fun and I think you will find enjoyable. If you like it, please let us know both there and over here. You can subscribe to it on iTunes, Google Play Podcasts, and many other fine podcast providers. Thanks, and we'll see you over there.